When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. This is Duck Insight. This is Duck Insight. Insight on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 25, 20, How about the straight He will score. Roy Spreeland got some speed. And will not get it. He makes the grab. Yes. What a bullet throw. Sir. What a bullet throw from Herbert. Welcome to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. A very, very busy weekend of Oregon athletics, and we will tell you all about it here on the show today. Uh, Tons of things going on. Tons of things going on uh, we got your cafe um two minute drill coming up in just a little while recapping everything in a nice two minute nutshell but we also have the entirety of the show today to recap things we'll take your facebook comments and questions on the show today going to be a fun one oregon acrobatics and tumbling wrapped up the season this weekend more details on that coming up and a conversation with their head coach keenan one she'll join us live here in the duck store in just about a half an hour on the program to recap what was I think a successful season for that program. We'll talk with her about that coming up. And your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, Softball with a huge sweep. Huge sweep. Busting out the brooms against the Huskies. There might not be a better team to sweep. That had to feel good. And some really close games, too. I think this is certainly a battle-tested team. Um, And, you know, they always talk about iron sharpens iron, that sort of a phrase. Ducks have more top RPI wins than any team in the country. And they're sitting atop the RPI rankings right now for the third straight week. That's your Oregon softball team. They have been an outstanding group to watch. And I think as time has gone on, we have started all to recognize, one, just how good this team is, but two, 
I think they're probably a little bit better equipped, to me anyway, than they have been in years past to win in Oklahoma City. Now, they've got to get there. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. There's a lot of things that could continue to go right, but I think that they're in a really good position. Mike White, head coach, Oregon softball, is going to join us coming up tomorrow on the show. I see Alex, how about that softball team? Absolutely. <laughs> and a couple funny comments uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about in a moment. I uh, see Chris, number one overall seed in the tourney if they keep this up. That's probably true, and uh, I think that, you know, to me, it's going to all come down to the offense continuing to get those timely hits that they've been getting. We'll tell you about that coming up. And uh, <laughs> on the baseball front, the Ducks did get a couple big wins over USC, one in extra innings, and I love this from Thomas. Does Jovan need a chin strap to keep his hat on? <laughs> so Thomas was tuning in. Todd Miles and I were talking about that on the broadcast. seemed like every time Kenyon Jovan really let one rip on the mound for the Ducks this weekend against USC, he always lost his hat. He struck out one batter and it actually caught his hat after he struck a guy out. Or actually, that's probably not the best way to describe it. He was delivering the pitch. His hat falls. He catches his hat. Guy swings and misses. Jovan then puts his hat back on walks to the dugout. It was a third out of the inning. Apparently, you pitch better when your hat's falling off. Kenyon Jovan had 15 strikeouts this weekend. 15! That's the third most in a single game in Oregon history. Second to David Peterson's 20 strikeout performance a year ago and his 17 strikeout performance a year ago. So David Peterson, David Peterson, Kenyon Yovan. Guess who's fourth? Tyler Anderson. A couple first-round draft picks that Kenyon Yovan is in company with in that regard. That's saying something. More of your Facebook comments and questions coming up. Uh, we'll jump into some NFL draft news here as well. Softball, baseball, uh, we'll hear from George Horton after the walk-off win for the Ducks to win the series yesterday. And a reminder, SeniorClassAward.com, vote for Kyle Kasser. A third of the vote for the Senior Class Award is from the fans. Kyle Kasser certainly deserves your vote. Uh, it's the four C's, as Todd Miles described. It's competition, classroom, community. What's the other one? There's another C in there. But the point is, it's basically all about what you do in school, what you do on the field, what you do in community involvement. It's awesome. It's an awesome award, and Kyle Caster's one of ten finalists. You can vote for him, SeniorClassAward.com. He's got a GPA of 3.2. He's been arguably the Ducks' best player for the last two seasons, and his community involvement has been outstanding. He's the team leader, and he certainly deserves the vote for the Senior Class Award. You can vote once a day all the way until almost the end of May for the Senior Class Award, and we encourage you to do so. Women's lacrosse, men's tennis, acrobatics, and tumbling. Uh, updates on those teams coming up. And a conversation with Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling head coach Keenan One For the NFL draft, uh, it was cool to sit down and watch the Ducks get drafted. Two of them got drafted this year. Royce Freeman drafted in the third round by Denver. I saw a quote from Royce Freeman earlier, and you probably have seen it on Twitter, that he described uh, they just like football there in Denver. I love that. And he's going to be successful there, I think. When C.J. Uh, Anderson left Denver, I, I thought that they there was an opening, and he kind of fits the bill, Royce Freeman does, of what they're hoping to do in Denver. So Royce Freeman with the Broncos, he'll have to wear orange. That's a downgrade. Bummer. But still. Good things coming for Roy Streeman, drafted in the third round by Denver. Tyrell Crosby in the fifth round by the Detroit Lions. I was surprised to see Tyrell Crosby fall as far as he did. There were a lot of offensive linemen that were coming off the board, and I'm kind of going, really? Tyrell Crosby had some grades in the first round. 
Not sure what the deal is there, but Tyrell Crosby, I think Detroit got a steal in the fifth round. Amen. Show of hands. I mean, Amen to we that. We all agree. Hey, yes, they did. And I know that their new coach is a defensive coordinator, but if you're an O-line, you you got to like going to play for Matt Patricia. Seriously. I'm with you, Randy. No, 100%. I mean, I, I think that, man, what a steal in, in the fifth round. I wish Tyrell Crosby the best. Um, free agents then after the draft, that's where you see just tons of people are going to get an opportunity. Uh, Tanner Carew, long snapper for the Ducks. He's going to Seattle. I thought it was interesting that there was a long snapper picked by the Packers, and it wasn't Tanner Carew. That, that actually kind of surprised me. But going up to Seattle, that's pretty cool for Tanner Carew. Henry Mondu's going to get an opportunity with the Saints. Arion Springs with the Chiefs. Tyree Robinson with the Cowboys. Ty Griffin's going to get a shout with the Titans. And Aiden Schneider trying out with the Chiefs at minicamp. I saw a tweet from Jim Levitt, and I echo this. He said, boy, I really hope that somebody gives Charles Nelson an opportunity. Me too, man. That, guy, that guy's just a baller. I mean, played safety for the Ducks, wide receiver for the Ducks. He returned kicks and punts for the Ducks. I mean, I think Charles Nelson's going to get an opportunity somewhere, you would think, right? Competitive guy like that, I think that the Ducks will see him go somewhere, but we'll find out. Now, remember, though, with the free agents after the draft, a lot of them will go to camp, and then they try and make the team, and it's generally an uphill battle, but... Who knows? You could see some guys make some practice squads. That'd be pretty cool. Aiden Schneider, Ty Griffin, Tyree Robinson, Arion Springs, Henry Mondu, and Tanner Carew all getting a chance either in mini camps or as undrafted free agents for the Ducks. And again, Royce Freeman drafted by Denver. Tyrell Crosby drafted by Detroit. <laughs> Cliff, Seahawks can use all the help they can get. Yeah, as a 49ers fan myself, um, it's going to be really hard for me to, to root for Tanner Carew on the Seahawks. But that's all right. If there's a duck out there, there's a duck out there. I see Tobias chiming in about uh, potential recruiting news. Remember, with Duck Insider, because of our connection to the Oregon Athletic Department, it would be a compliance violation for me to talk about any recruits, so keep that in mind. But I can tell you, Tobias, I see the same reports that you do, and I'll borrow the phrase from Tobias, fingers crossed. How about that? And uh, <laughs> I like that from Alex. Yeah, Crosby gets to block for LeGarrette Blunt. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, a lot of former Ducks reuniting that guy uh, Matt, doesn't need to have much blocking but gee imagine that yeah and Tyrell Crosby you know he is extremely good in in the run game I I mean I, I think that everyone knows what Tyrell Crosby has been able to do I love that a lot of people particularly uh, go ducks and at Oregon football on Twitter this weekend uh, revisited when Tyrell Crosby blocked three guys on one run play that was a fun day that's when uh, <laughs> that's when you have a little bit of fun as an offensive lineman when you get those pancakes I mean it's not very often that you see an offensive lineman show up on the highlight film. I'll put it that way. You know, they, like whenever they're doing the, the draft grades and breakdowns, they always have to, like, spotlight the offensive lineman that you're looking at. You know, they don't pop off the page. They're, they're not the guys that get a ton of credit. Well, Tyrell Crosby, though, at one point this year did block three dudes on one play, and that ended up on a ton of highlight reels. I love it. I'm on board 100% on board. Matt, uh, quick aside. He asks, uh, do you borrow an outfit from the Duck store every day, or do you actually own a closet full of Ducks gear? He says, not dissing. It's awesome. Go Ducks. Thanks, Matt. Um, I can confidently say that I do not get an outfit from the Duck store every day, though probably could. There's always some it, – it just stares me down every day. I you can't. should tell him that that's what you get paid, Joey. Yes, you get a shirt every day, and that's your pay. That would be nice. See, I but mean, you could have just – No, I actually, do, uh, I actually do have a closet full of duck gear. In fact, I can tell you, Matt, when we moved recently, uh, bought a house, when we moved a month ago, I got a comment from 
three different people are like, wow, you have a lot of clothes. <laughs> it's the truth. What can I say? They take good care of me here at Oregon. It's a great place to work. It really is. But I don't uh, have an outfit from the Duck Store. I have adorned things from the Duck Store in the past. You remember the, the Webfoot's gear? I wore a little bit of that. They were trying to get rid of it. Cliff, you must have a walk-in closet. Unfortunately, I don't. Um, that would be nice, though. We've got, like, the two big closets. That's the way that it's set up. I wish that I did. It's kind of funny, though, um, it being here in in the Duck Store. It's it's cool to see all the different duck gear, actually. Just quick aside. You see all the different duck gear that, that rotates through, and it, it always amazes me just how fast the stuff changes. I mean, I man, it's it, it really is pretty amazing. More of your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, I do want to jump into a more detailed recap of softball and baseball, getting you ready for uh, a huge matchup for Oregon softball the rest of the way because they have a chance to win the Pac-12 crown. they got to win out, but they have a good opportunity to do that. We'll tell you how the Ducks can win a Pac-12 crown. Also, we'll jump into why I think this is the best equipped Oregon softball team to win a national title I think that I've seen. And for Oregon baseball, got a series win over USC. Almost didn't. There was some drama at the end. We'll tell you about that coming up. Stick with us, Duck Insider, here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Laura Johnson. Laura, I understand Oregon is leading a national effort to protect children from chemicals in certain products. Joel, it's called the Toxic Free Kids Act. It requires manufacturers to disclose and eventually phase out harmful chemicals that are known to cause health problems such as cancer, learning disabilities, and chronic diseases like asthma. Children and pregnant women are especially at risk. Oregon's law helped lead the way to new national laws, the first in 40 years. Implementation will be the next step and will take years. As new chemicals are identified in the Toxic Free Kids Act, we'll be posting them on our website. Our firm has worked to bring public awareness to lead-free children's toys and alternatives to pesticides in parks. Our goal is to protect Oregon children from harmful chemicals. Thanks, Laura. To learn more about the Toxic Free Act and sign up to get reports on chemicals, visit CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is part of Corson and Johnson's work to make communities safer. This is Duck Insider from IMG, America's home for college sports. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit FinishYourDiploma.org. That's FinishYourDiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I'm Joey Mack. Uh, answering a question from Alex, it is not the last weekend of Duck softball. Not even close. Got about another month left. 
And the Women's College World Series, end of May, first week of June is when the Women's College World Series is. It's, uh, it's a good time out in Oklahoma City. For Duck fans, I mean, if, if you ever if – you, if you have some vacation, you want to go, and you're always kind of wondering, well, I don't know, like, where would we go? I'm telling you, the Women's College World Series is an awesome event. It is outstanding. I've never had the fortune of going to Omaha, and I've also always heard that as a Diamond Sport fan myself, i got to go to the Little League World Series at some point. It's just an awesome, awesome event. But I've never done those two. But I can tell you that the Women's College World Series is an outstanding event. The fan base is awesome. I mean, they it is full for every game, and it's 8,000-plus seats in ASA Hall of Fame Stadium. Well, the other piece that makes it so cool is – the way that it's designed and laid out, you think a lot of times for big NCAA events like this, it's like, ah, it's hard to park, it's expensive, it's hard to get to. It's really not. The way that it's set up, they have so much parking, you never really have to worry about it. It's an awesome venue. Most of the seats, uh, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the seats are shaded, so you're not going to get cooked in the sun too bad. And Oklahoma City, if you haven't been there, awesome, awesome area awesome downtown it's a really cool experience for duck fans if you're thinking like oh maybe i want to do it no it's it is a really really good trip i would encourage duck fans to to go it's um it's a lot of fun utah's in town for oregon softball this weekend alex and then uh they'll be on the road the following weekend they're at cal in a thursday through saturday series before they will start NCAA regionals. So they've got two regular season weekends left before regionals begin. Right now it looks like the Ducks are going to be a regional host team. And I think this is the best equipped team for the postseason that we've seen, I think, at Oregon. They've always had one dominant pitcher. They've always had a solid offense. But I think this team is just more battle-tested. I think this team wins close games. And in the past, Oregon hasn't really played in that many close games. The offense has been so good that they really had to. This year, it's the pitching, and the offense is scoring just enough in close games. And I also think, here's the other thing, the Pac-12 has much better pitching now than it did a few years ago. I talked with Mike White about that. The Oregon softball head coach told me that, no, I mean, this is the best pitching that the conference has had in a while. It's getting better and better. As a result, I think the Ducks are more battle-tested against that good pitching when they get to Oklahoma City. Or when they get to regionals and then super regionals, then Oklahoma City. Can't get ahead of myself here. For the softball team against Washington, this is a matchup of number one in the RPI Oregon and number three in the RPI Washington. An extra inning affair on Friday that the Ducks ultimately won 7-2 to after a huge grand slam in the ninth by DJ Sanders. That's the second extra innings grand slam for DJ Sanders this year. She hit a grand slam against Oregon State a month ago on March 31st to give the Ducks a four to one win or a five to one win. That seven runs, get this, was the most runs that Washington allowed in a single game this season. Previously, it was only four runs. Ducks got to Taryn Alvello, and they beat her. Saturday, Miranda Ellish was excellent. It was Megan Kleiss who was excellent on Friday. Lauren Linval homered, and the Ducks won 4-2, to won the series. And then on Sunday, they won, I thought, relatively convincingly. 5-3 to three doesn't sound convincing, but here's why I say it. They had a five-run third inning, and really I don't think Washington was ever coming back against Megan Kleist after that. They scored a couple runs, one in each inning, or one in a couple different innings, but you knew that the Ducks were going to hold on. Though it got a little stressful. A couple huge double plays turned in some critical situations, including one in the seventh, helped give Oregon the series sweep. As a result, the Ducks, with sweeping on the road, 
are in a position now to where they could win the conference crown. The standings, UCLA is at 15-3. and three. Oregon is at 15-3. and three. Arizona State, 12-6. and six. Washington's now 12-8. and eight. So they're probably out of it. Arizona State technically could still get back into it, but UCLA and Oregon, it's who's going to win out. Now, here's the thing. Utah is 2-16 and 16 in conference, and Oregon's got the Utes at home this coming weekend. I feel like you're in a good position there. You like Oregon's chances against Utah, don't you? Then they've got Cal, who's 7-10, and 10, but 33-13 and 13 overall. Cal's pretty good. If you go on the road, that's going to be the key weekend, I think. And for UCLA, the Bruins have been dominating people. Two of UCLA's losses are to Oregon. So if they end up, the two teams finishing with the same record, Oregon owns the tiebreaker because they won the series against UCLA. That's pretty nice, isn't it? Ultimately, for this team, for Oregon softball, they control their own destiny now. That's exactly where you want to be. Exactly where you want to be. And if you look at the full season schedule for UCLA and getting down to what they have left, Oregon might have a slightly better road, but the Ducks still got to take care of business. Have to take care of business. Otherwise, you got, as they say, no one to blame but yourself. UCLA plays Cal in Berkeley this weekend, and then Arizona State is the final team for UCLA on the schedule. So Cal could be the spoiler for one team or the other. Oregon and UCLA, though, it looks like the Ducks are in a good position. They're in the driver's seat to potentially win the Pac-12 softball crown. It's pretty amazing what Mike White's been able to build here. It's certainly becoming a dynasty, as they say. Cliff asking, isn't the weather humid? It is a little humid in Oklahoma City, but it's still, it's still it's a nice tournament, man. They do a really nice job for the Women's College World Series. We're live here at the Duck Store. We approach to support the students, faculty, and staff of the University of Oregon. Uh, I want to sneak a break in. When we come back, talk about baseball. Going to hear from George Horton as the Ducks got a series win. It was a little bit dramatic over USC. More of your Facebook comments and questions as well. Stick with us. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. BBQ. I'm talking Memphis BBQ. The Memphis. Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ. The Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. For a limited time at participating Carl's Jr. restaurants. It's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out. Giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win. Giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, it's spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. 
Oh. B. Find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Download the GoDucks Game Day app on your smartphone's app store. You can stay up to date with Duck News and social media. Tickets in the app, live game broadcast, facilities info as well, all part of the GoDucks Game Day app. Uh, real quick on softball, just been announced the Pac-12 Players of the Week. Megan Kleist, the Pitcher of the Week after the Ducks uh, took out Washington on the road. 19 strikeouts and just three walks for Megan Kleist in that series. And D.J. Sanders, uh, <laughs> two home runs, seven RBI, sweep of Washington. She was a big reason why with that grand slam and extra innings in the first game. She's the Pac-12 player of the week. D.J. Sanders, Megan Kleist, Pac-12 weekly honors for softball. Also happy to report that Mike White promised the team before the trip to Washington that he would grow back the famous mustache if they won the series. And one week later, the stash is coming back because... The Ducks won the series. Stash is coming back for head coach Mike White. We'll talk to him about that on the show tomorrow. He will join us uh, probably about 1.10 or so on the show tomorrow. We're also going to talk with Mark Grandy tomorrow. He was up and on the call for KWBA, the student radio station. Mark Grandy will join us uh, coming up tomorrow as well. But it's pretty amazing um, what the Ducks were able to do. Um, and I, I'm curious to talk with Coach White about being in first place, too. That's a huge deal now for the Ducks. Huge deal that they're in first place, tied with UCLA. But if the conference season ended today, the Ducks would be the champs because they got the series win over UCLA, which is always a good thing. Meanwhile, for Oregon baseball, and and, and I should say with, with softball, it's a little weird. Like they will share the title, but still, you you win the title. I mean, that's that's a good thing. Oregon baseball against USC on Friday, two five run innings, two five run innings uh, help the Ducks lose. Unfortunately, um, Oregon falling ten to two. Jacob Goldfarb though did hose a guy at the plate to pick up his tenth career outfield assist, one shy of the program record set by Austin Graybeck. He probably will get another one this year, I think. He'll hose a guy at the plate one more time. I was curious how Oregon would respond after that Friday loss because the Ducks were on a six-game skid at that point and had lost nine of their last ten, dropping below 500. Well, Ducks, though, responded well. They put up a crooked number in an inning, which is something that Oregon has not done in a long time. Seems like oftentimes Ducks get one, something happens, they can't get another couple runs in, and they don't get that big confidence-building, crooked number of an inning. They did that on Saturday. Scored five runs after a 31-minute rain delay. 
There's a 31-minute rain delay. Bases were loaded. Spencer Steer comes up right out of the delay, hits a base hit up the middle. Oregon puts up a crooked number. Three straight RBI singles. Three straight RBI singles in that inning. Final score was 9-2, to two, and Kenyon Yovan was absolutely dominant. I mentioned it earlier. 15 strikeouts, no walks, and eight innings of work. He moved into third all-time in an individual game for an individual with strikeouts. That was confusing. Third most strikeouts in a game for one player. Kenyon Yovan struck out 15. David Peterson last year against Arizona State struck out 20. Earlier in the year, he struck out 17 against Mississippi State. But get this. David Peterson, his 20 strikeout performance was exactly a year ago the day that Kenyon Yovan struck out 15. So wherever you are on April 28th, apparently that's strikeout day for the Ducks. Unfortunately, next year, the Ducks are going to be at Cal on that date. So, might have to just make the trip if you want to see an epic strikeout performance. Awesome work, though, from Kenyon Yovan. And on Sunday, Colby Summers was absolutely excellent. Did not allow a run in six and a third. Retired the last 12 batters that he faced for the freshman lefty out of Hillsborough. Ducks got up one nothing, held it until the ninth when USC scored one to force extras. So, to the tenth. Ducks got the leadoff man on after Daniel Patslaff got hit by a pitch and in-stepped Ray Soderman, who, heading into this at bat, was on an 0-for-19 slump. But he got things done for the Ducks in a big way. Huge way. A game winner. 2-1 to one in the 10th. Ducks win it in walk-off fashion. Awesome, awesome stuff for Ray Soderman and Oregon baseball. We'll hear from Ray Soderman coming up and I think we can relive it a little bit. Can't we, Randy? Sure, I think. Which one we want? Ray Soderman, game winner, 2-1, to one, Ducks winning in the 10th. Randy will pull it up. Jacob Goldfarb, by the way, had two hits in every game of the series. Stole four bases in the series as well and threw a guy out at the plate. Good weekend for Jacob Goldfarb. Scored a few runs. Ducks scored one run in the first inning in every game. Oh, here we go. To Soderman. Hits it down the right field line. Ranging over, that ball will be not caught. Around third, in to score. Pat's laugh wins it for the Ducks. Soderman with a double to right off the glove of Shockey, who dove for it, and Oregon wins it 2-1 to one in extras. That was fun. Nice. Haven't gotten a walk-off call in a long time. Thanks for finding it, Randy. Yeah, no worries. Ducks now 3-14, though, in conference series finales dating back to last year. The last time Oregon got a win in a conference series finale was actually against USC the year before. If that trend changes and Oregon can figure out a way to win on Sundays, win the third game of a series, boy, that'd be huge for this Ducks team. Boy, that'd be huge. But they're 3-14 in conference series finales dating back to last year. That trend has got to change. It did change this weekend. And it opens up the door for Oregon to get back into the postseason conversation. Non-conference series next weekend against UC Irvine. But Oregon State is in Eugene tomorrow night. It's supposed to be a beautiful evening for baseball here in Eugene. 5.30 start for the Ducks and the Beavers. And I saw Cliff asking how good is Oregon State. They are ridiculously good. Um, this could be huge if Oregon could try and win a couple of these non-conference games they've got against the Beavers. I love it. Cool to see the Ducks getting back into the win column 
and the guys were pretty fired up afterwards. George Horton, Oregon head coach, met with the media, talked about what it was like to get back on the winning side of things. Coach Horton after the game. To get the clutch hit in this one. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, besides uh, the magnificent effort by uh, Summers, Colby, taking the win away from him, uh, it's probably a better way to win a game for your team, for karma and excitement and all that. Uh, make no mistake about it, I would have taken a one nothing victory and we're on our way home already. But uh, maybe that can catapult us a little bit that we can come from behind and... Uh, you know, we put ourselves in position to win in the bottom of the ninth and the bottom of the tenth. So, um, feel good for Ray. Ray's uh, been working hard and not been rewarded with uh, good at bats. I think he was had an 0 for 21 streak or something like that, and found a way to get it done. You get Colby was really good, and then he get a pitch count that you felt like was that. Not so much that as the uh, part of the order that was coming up, and we had two fresh arms and uh, Kelly and Nelson that we feel real good about giving the ball to and uh, Colby um, has either been really spectacular like at Stanford or sometimes a little bit shaky and, and last outing he was a little bit shaky so I thought Coach Dietrich handled it really well and uh, we didn't want to be greedy and get uh, Parker in there and and then the more of the coin flip probably was whether to bring Nelly in to finish or leave Parker out for his third inning and when you have an electric arm like that uh, that You'd second guess yourself not going to Nelson and uh, give some credit to uh, the Trojans. They they can hit fastballs. They, they Mercer's fastball really well, and at least uh, Nelly made them earn it uh, when they came back. And it could have been worse. We could have gone behind there and lost the game. So you mentioned Sodom Slum. Do you think about pinch hitting for him there? Yeah, but you look down our bench. There's not a lot of. Uh, experience there or quality there I, I actually we were going to hit Drees for Nelson had Soderman not got that done and then we would have brought a different pitcher in but so uh, I, I just we played a hunch and raise a really Ray, there's nobody that works harder on our team than Ray and I'm kind of corny when that when it comes to that I think the game rewards guys that work hard and he works hard so yes or not you know had I had uh, somebody yeah, yeah, Mike Trout. We had a guy with the Trout jersey on, but it was Sawyer Ullman that he's a little too young to, to put in that spot. You, know? you guys have uh, seemed to struggle on season finales and Sundays. Today seems to be big. You want to talk about that? Yeah, that's the other reason we all feel good. You know, we did we did a little different preparation today. We let the guys. Uh, we didn't hit on the field. We didn't take infield. Kind of a show and go, as they say. And because we have had a, a tough time finishing series and. Uh, for that reason, too, this feels very good. To your credit, uh, it's been a lot of small ball today. That first inning, a lot of a lot of sack bunts. Uh, what, what was the mindset there? Yeah, we executed a little bit. Um, the one one that got away from us was a runner at second. Nobody out with Goldfarb up, and we didn't advance that runner, and that hurt us that inning. We could have got another run. And uh, Yeah, we're not swinging the bats great, and we do pride ourselves on executing. And when you get leadoff hitters on, and you can execute a bunt like DeLuca got a base hit on a base hit bunt. He did on his own early, and that ended up being the reason we got one run. And the last two innings, we executed good sacrifices, and that puts a lot of pressure on the opposition. So I think those are no-brainer kind of deals. The, the tough one is when you get Kasser or Steer, Goldfarb swinging a hot bat, and you get those guys at the plate in a sacrifice situation, do you bunt or you let them hit away? And that's, the, that's where managers really make their money. And... You know, I know there's some second guessing about Matthews at 
Oregon State, whether we should have bunted him. And Gabe's having a tough time of it recently, so we got to get him going, uh, swinging the bat. One last thing on Goldfarb this series, you moved him up to the uh, to the leadoff spot. He went two for four again, his third two-hit game of the series. Seems like a good move. Yeah, I would. Uh, that was a staff decision. We're just shaking it up, and Goldie has when he was a freshman, he hit leadoff and. Uh, it looked like a brilliant move, but that, you know, players make coaches' moves look smart, and he would have looked dynamic anywhere in the lineup because he just had a good weekend, but that's certainly, uh, I like the look of that. Kassler got some at-bats with guys in scoring position. He crushes the ball down the left field line, and guy makes a good play and turns a double into an out. And So uh, for the short term, I think we'll leave Goldie up there, and hopefully he continues to get on base like he has. How much, of a, how much of a confidence booster is these last two games in the series, you know, two wins in a row heading into your um, Tuesday matchup versus Oregon State? Uh, we're anxious to compete with them again. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't feel like we competed very well, didn't play the game extremely well, and they played it extremely well. So we're anxious for, uh, to try to play the game uh, better against a real quality team. I don't know what happened uh, with them today. But... They're tied 4-4 in the sixth. Of oh, interesting. Yeah, so... They're a really good team, and uh, we'll enjoy this victory tonight and get back to work tomorrow. How important was this win today as well as every conference series from here on out? We'll see. You know, uh, you know I, I hope it's not that we're battling for the, the seller in, in the conference, and that was a team that had the same number of losses as us coming into it, and we were able to get the series. and. Uh, we, we go non-conference against a very good Irvine team next weekend, and maybe we can uh, get the Beavers on Tuesday and then create some, some positive momentum when we get back in league when, for Utah. With the way this series has gone with the tension between the two teams, does this fill an additional weight to the win of this series? With SC? Yeah. Uh, I think both teams calmed down. I think it was a case of uh, adrenaline, and then there was a lot of bench jockey and verbal stuff. And the, I thought the Empire... Fires did a really nice job of keeping the bench jockey and part of it towards baseball and, and our own teams, and and so I don't think there was that uh, that tension today. That was just a baseball game today. That's George Horton, head coach for the Ducks, meeting with the media after Oregon got a nice series win over the Trojans. Meanwhile, one season has come to a close. Keenan Wan is here. Hello. How are you? Good. Welcome back. Thank you. Head coach, Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling, our guest. Uh, all right, so I have to tell you, and she was she. This might be like one of the nicest things that we've ever had happen on Duck Insider. <laughs> so I email yesterday. I say, hey, you know, can Coach One come on the show and do a nice recap of the season, and it'll be fresh in everyone's minds right after the season wraps up. And and she was like, no, she's gonna be out of the office. Actually, can we do it another time? I was like, ah, we're booked on Tuesday. I I don't know what to do. And Coach One here is here anyway. I am. MVP. Anything for Joey Mack. Wow. That, you can <laughs> come on the show him, anytime you don't want. See? Don't, <laughs> coach, please don't, don't. Don't encourage me. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> the season that was, and now what the offseason is going to look like. Cause Sounds good. You're already working on that, aren't you? We are. Yeah. <laughs> Keenan One, head coach, Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling, our guest. Back with more Duck Insider after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Don Corson. Don, you recently won a case against an insurance company for improper practices after an auto accident. What happened? We represented a man who bought auto insurance to protect his family. When he got in an accident, his insurance company refused to settle, and he was sued. There was a substantial judgment against him. His insurance company's lawyers encouraged him to take bankruptcy. That's just plain wrong. 
We were asked to help the man and filed a lawsuit against his insurance company for its unacceptable practices. When the jury heard the facts, they strongly penalized the insurance company for its misconduct. Most cases like this are never prosecuted because insurance companies are exempt from Oregon's unfair trade practices law. Until this law changes, insurance companies sometimes can take advantage of their Oregon policyholders. Thanks, Don. For more on your rights with insurance companies, visit the law firm of Corson & Johnson at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is a community service and does not replace the advice of an attorney. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I've got the water, energy bars, and camera. I think we're set for the hike. Almost. We need to protect our skin. Don't forget your wide-brimmed hat and sunscreen. All right. I've got the hat. I've got SPF 30. Will that work? Yeah. Anything 15 or higher is good. Just make sure it says broad spectrum. Great. Got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go. Learn more at cdc.gov cancer. Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. We're live here at the Duck Store, where we purchase both the Ducks, past, present, and future. Our guest is Keenan Wan, head coach, Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling, back from a long trip all yes. the way to Pennsylvania. How many flights did it take to get there and back? Only two to get there and two That's to get back. not bad. It was not bad at all. That's and smooth travel for the most part. <laughs> That's also a good thing. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of bodies to move, a lot of equipment to move. Do you do like a head count? What's your what's your procedure on the road to make sure you got everybody? Oh boy, yeah, we had a forty three person travel party, <laughs> so we have families on our team, and we always say check for your families. So there's okay. six or seven of them, and <laughs> do a check, and then when we get there, we say check for your hotel rooms. So it's only four people, but can't say check for your families because sometimes you have a hotel room that just sure. all decided to miss their alarm. So <laughs> check for families. That's Makes how sense. we make sure everyone's there. Well, I want to talk with you about the season as a whole. Uh, going into it, national championships always the goal. Seemed like you guys put up some really solid scores, though, throughout the weekend. Uh, walk us through the weekend. What was kind of your recap, if you could? A recap. Uh, quarterfinals, the team was ready to go. Obviously, we went in four, so we were going against number five, Gannon, and we lo- we beat them only by a few tenths in the season when we did not have a very executed, a very well-executed meet. So it was our goal to kind of just execute from start to finish. Uh, the team absolutely killed it. We brought home two tens in that meet, which is a really hard thing to do, especially at the national championship. Um, we had a few tumbling um mistakes but for the most part and we had a fall on our team event but for the most part we knew that we were really excited going into the semifinal day because we didn't hit a perfect knee at quarterfinals and you always want to continue to peek through the weekend so semifinals it was the infamous rivalry of Oregon and Baylor so obviously a really huge meet I love that you called it infamous already I mean it really <laughs> has become that hasn't it it has it has um it was a huge meet obviously in the past three years it's been the championship meet but this year because of where we fell in the rankings it was a semifinal meet so the team 
was really excited. We knew that if we executed, we could pull out a win, and they absolutely did phenomenal in those first five events. Again, we had um, tumbling that went well in quarterfinals, had some mistakes in semifinals, but the flip on our trio pass that had some mistakes in quarters absolutely showed out for the semifinal meet. So we were set up for a really good uh, position going into that team event. Team was ready. We told them, leave everything out on the mat as if it's your last opportunity to compete with these athletes next to you. And they did just that um, until the unfortunate event in our standing tumbling when two of our athletes collided and uh, one suffered a head injury and uh, we had to stop the routine, come off the floor. We were able to sub someone in to rework. So we subbed in a freshman, Kaylee Gomez, a few of our upperclassmen also, and one other freshman stepped into her roles of Caroline Matos, the injured athlete. And we got five minutes to make those changes of five more minutes to warm up, a three-minute walkthrough, and then it was showtime again. So yeah. they went out and absolutely dominated uh, the team event. I could not have asked them to do it any other way. And it was the most unreal feeling I've ever felt in my life. I've been a part of national championships here, and that feeling of winning as an athlete, I think the feeling that we had this weekend trumped that by far for me. How did you handle that? I mean, when you have an injury like that, and and the way that it was described to me, I was following along. I was on the air doing baseball when you guys Mm -hmm. were competing. I mean, music cuts off. Everyone kind of goes, whoa, what's going on? I mean, how do you handle that as a coaching staff, as a team? Um, the team, I saw a few of our seniors in that moment, uh, Taylor Galvin in particular, Alexis Cross, Annalise Robinson, and Sab kind of went over to Caroline, who was injured, but T. Galv kind of rounded up the team and pulled them aside, and we went over as coaches, and obviously it's emotional because, you know, there's the half that think, oh, no, it's over, and then the other half, they're like, no, we can still rally and let's right. do this. Um, we've, they've never really gone through the injury protocol, so it's kind of that unknown factor of mm. how do we handle this, what do we do? So we kind of pulled together, said a prayer for Carol, obviously, and then, you know, I will be completely honest, I got a little emotional, but told them if there's any team who's going to pull this out and who can turn around from this and still finish strong, it's you guys. And I think our season has set us up for that. Everything happens for a reason. So um, we just kind of rallied together. My assistant coaches, Jackson, Megan, they were like, Keenan, we got this. Obviously, when I was a little emotional, and we just kind of turned that switch mm-hmm. on, and we're like, this is not an option. Let's go ahead. And we made all the changes, presented it to the team, and when we presented it to them, they were like, all right, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool to see. I told one of the freshmen, I was like, saddle up, sweetie. You're going in. <laughs> and <laughs> It's kind of been a joke. We always say saddle up to the team, but she was like, okay. And she hadn't warmed up or anything, so she had to quickly warm up, uh, made changes to all of those different uh pieces or elements that Caroline was in and it was just it was so cool to see that team bond together in that moment and they were going to do it for each other they're going to do it for Carol and they were going to do it just to prove to themselves and to every single person in that arena that they could and this all of course happened in the course of like five minutes it was crazy I mean, that's yeah that's incredible <laughs> it, it felt like five minutes I think the overall time span from when the injury happened to when we actually hit the floor again was 15 minutes or so but it definitely felt like it happened in the blink of an eye yeah man that's that's amazing I mean Obviously not the result you were looking for, but still a cool feeling to see a team respond like that. Definitely. I mean, they handled it with complete grace. And like I said, I don't think there's any other team out in there in the country that could have done that. Then you had some individuals going for national titles on Saturday, won quite a few of them, tied for the most of any team out there for individual titles. Uh, That had to be kind of rewarding to see individual titles like that pay off. It was amazing. Obviously, like you said, our goal going into this championship tournament was to bring home a national championship. Um, After that, you know, goal, you know, was unachievable after Friday night. We told them we need to shift gears and shift the mindset. And our new goal is to bring home as many of these event national titles as possible. We qualified for 14 of the 15 
15 heats and Caroline was actually in seven of the 14, um, which I don't think a lot of people know because they don't, you, we didn't publicize that, but we were able to sub athletes into her positions. And out of those seven that she was in three that we had to make substitutions in ended up bringing home the event national title, which I mean, Fitting. just shows. Yeah, of course. It just kind of shows the depth of the team and it shows the drive and determination that they were not going to let that stop them from achieving the new goal we had set out in mind mm. to bring home those titles. So um, the other cool thing was a lot of our big hitter seniors actually surprisingly had never won event national titles before. Alexis Cross, Annalise Robinson, Kaylee Nicholas, Cheyenne Holiday, they and Re- Reagan Trussell, they all mm. brought home titles for the first time in their athletic career, which was phenomenal. And of course, um, you know, we had Taylor Galvin round out by a perfect 10 pass in that open individual event national title. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, that, that was that was cool to see, and I mean Taylor Galvin, three-time All-American. That's that's pretty amazing stuff. What what she meant to your program? I think she's just done so much. She's been through a lot. I think with this program and finding herself as an athlete, and mm. I think the hardships she went through in the beginning have truly molded her into the athlete and leader she is today. And she is one of the most humble, talented athletes I've ever met in my entire life. You know, sometimes you see a talented athlete and from the outside you wonder how they are as a person, but she truly is such a selfless, humble athlete. And she and the other seniors in this program have truly left a mark here that I don't think any of us will ever, ever, ever forget. Did the new format work a little better with the, the flip-flop of the team championship and the individual championship? What, did you like that? I remember we talked about it last week. I don't know. I think we'll have to do a recap. We have a coaches conference this summer, and I'm sure a lot of people have different opinions on sure. it. It was different. Um, I think it main question is to ask the two teams who are in the championship meet, did they right. like it better or not? Because uh, their athletes got to do individuals after that final championship meet. But um, it definitely felt a little longer because it was at night. But um, I guess we'll have to see what everyone else's opinions are. Keenan acrobatics and tumbling head coach with us. Uh, what's the offseason look like now? What's the, I mean, it never ends. The season <laughs> ends, and now you guys are right back to work doing something else. Um, season never ends. We're giving the girls off uh, the next seven days. We told them just decompress from acro, decompress from this yeah. wild ride of a weekend. You have to do it, don't you? Wild season. Yeah. And um, some of them were already texted us last night. They're like, hey, when are, you know, for open uh, practices, can I come in and work on this and this skill? So they're already thinking about next season, which is awesome and exciting. But next seven days they get off. We'll do individual meetings and then we'll have some workouts and open practices moving forward. And then the summer training is kind of up to them um, before we hit the fall. How difficult is that as a coach to leave it up to them? <laughs> um, it's a little difficult. You have those athletes that will go over and beyond over the summer, and then ones you got to nudge a little bit. Right. But um, I think after this season, I think they're hungry and they're ready, and all of those freshmen, sophomores, and juniors will, will put in the work this summer, knowing that it'll pay off in the fall. Well, thanks again for taking some time to – Come and chat with us. Absolutely. I know that it was supposed to be a day off, so get out of here. <laughs> Go enjoy some. It, there's, it's actually sunny out. It I mean, is. It is. Enjoy it. Well, Thank congratulations you so much. on a great season. Thanks so Looking much. Looking forward to talking with you, hopefully in the off season, and then getting ready for next year before you know it. Absolutely. All right. Keenan One, right. acrobatics and tumbling head coach, kind enough to join us uh, right after their season concluded, and congrats on a great year. Thank you. All right. We're going to get a break. Come back. Uh, your Cafe M two-minute drill. All the stuff that happened this weekend in a two-minute capsule. That's next on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance Companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. 
They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ, the Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ, the Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. For a limited time at participating Carl's Jr. restaurants. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's Practical Poly Radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight. A bit of lard on your hips and thighs and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC, by the University of Oregon and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon. Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson Johnson Law Firm. In life as in sports, you have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help our community safer at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. Corson Johnson Law Firm, a proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. My thanks again to Keenan One for joining us. That was outstanding. Time now for your two-minute drill brought to you by Cafe Yum. Everything going on around Oregon athletics. A sweep for Oregon softball. Outstanding on the road against Washington Ducks. In position to now potentially win the Pac-12 title if they take care of business the next two weeks. Oregon baseball, a series win over USC. Two games to one, and they'll take on the Beavers at 5.30 Tuesday evening at PK Park. Women's across, uh, number one seed and host Colorado put an end to the Ducks' Pac-12 tournament run. They outscored Oregon 11-3 in the second half to earn a final score of 16-6. Ducks end the regular season at 9-9 and 4-6 and in conference play. Men's tennis fell in the Pac-12 tournament to UCLA. Ducks will now find out their fate for the NCAA tournament. The selection show is scheduled for Tuesday, May 1st, tomorrow at 5.30 
p.m. Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling. The Ducks as a team fell to Baylor in the semifinals of team competition despite multiple season highs at events. And they got around a scary moment as Caroline Matos landed awkwardly during the team event. Had to be helped off the mat by the trainers. Ducks, though, got back up through a nice team event. Even though they lost, it was pretty cool to see the team respond the way they did. They had some individuals going for national titles on Saturday and took home six individual event crowns. Two All-American honors as well for the Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling team as they conclude their season. For men's basketball, Roman Sorkin signed a pro contract. The Maccabi Hunter Hafia professional basketball team of the Israeli Super League announced that they've signed Israeli forward Roman Sorkin to a multi-year contract through the 2020-21 season. That is awesome. Congratulations to Roman Sorkin. A lot going on around Oregon Athletics in two minutes. That's your two-minute drill brought to you by Cafe Yum. Restaurants out of Oregon, Washington, serving Northwest-inspired catering and takeout for your next gathering or meeting. Menus, CafeYum.com. Joey Mack here with you as we close in on the conclusion of Duck Insider for today. How about hearing from Ray Soderman, the guy who hit the walk-off for the Ducks as Oregon baseball took down USC. Ray Soderman, he was drenched. Oregon had to do the right thing, dump a Gatorade bath on him. Ray Soderman talking with the media. Danny did a good job getting on base. And then Taylor moved him over, which was uh, very important. And then really that pitcher was thrown all fastball. So I would just uh, figured I was going to get a fastball. And um, I got a fastball. It was a little low. But, um, but yeah, basically I just swung and just found some green barely. But uh, it works, I guess. And what you guys needed right now, I hit to come through in a clutch moment. Yeah, well, um, our pitchers have been doing a really good job all season, really, of uh, holding them to as little as possible, and uh, we've uh, we've needed a big hit like that, I guess, and uh, I'm happy that uh, we were just able to win this game because uh, we had it there, and uh, we just I think we deserve to win this game, so I'm uh, I'm happy that it. I'm happy that that came to fruition. What Colby looked like today? Colby was really good, and Colby's been really good. Um, his last, really all of his starts, I would say. Um, he's learning because he's a freshman, but he's been really good. So um, I'm excited for Colby that he was able to have that start. I saw it coming, and uh, I think that's just a testament to how hard he works and stuff like that. Keep you guys a little mom. Oregon State coming in here Tuesday. Just get a little boost going to that after what happened last weekend. Yeah. Um, Oregon State coming in here. Um, yeah, I guess we'll ride this into that game, and we'll come out with a lot of energy. So that'll be that'll be a fun fun game for sure. Ray Soderman, the Oregon catcher, who got the game winner for the Ducks. A double down the right field line off the diving right fielder's glove. It was awesome. And Ray Soderman, he was uh, drenched as he was talking with the media yesterday. Ducks wrapping things up. They will play Oregon State tomorrow. A 5.30 start time, 5.15 pregame show. We'll have it for you here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. My thanks again to Keenan One for joining us, head coach, Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling. Big news for tennis tomorrow. We'll break it all down as the Ducks will find out their postseason fate. That'll be pretty cool to see. Also on the show tomorrow, a full preview of baseball against Oregon State. Mike White, head coach, Oregon softball, is going to join us. And Mark Randy, he is the voice of the Oregon softball team. We'll chat with him as well. I'm Joey Mack. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you on Duck Insider tomorrow. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. 
She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. He should be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the rain cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.